Hola guapas, and welcome to episode 13 of the Hola Guapa podcast. For those of you who are new to the show, I'm your host, Nisha Batesh. I'm also the founder and creative at Hola Guapa, a digital community of almost 12,000 artists and creatives from all over the world. A blog, a website, an online shop, a podcast, and most recently, a small batch slow fashion line. On this podcast, we take the creative conversations even further, sharing the real stories, tips, and tricks the artists in this community have found on their journeys to success. I am so excited to introduce you today to one of my favorite abstract artists, John Arasi, who joins us today all the way from Monaco. Together, we get into conversations about naming your work, creative cycles, which is fascinating, the toll that the role of being a woman can take on your art, and creating with intention. If you follow her on Instagram at Joanna Rossi Art, then you already know she gets vulnerable, specifically speaking up about her struggles with self-doubt, which I love. She will not let her community suffer alone or in silence. And that's one of the joys of knowing Joanna. She oozes this overwhelmingly easy feminine spirit, but can still passionately and poetically preach about the true power of creating with a purpose. So whether you're a full-blown practicing artist or just beginning to dapple, Trust me when I tell you that this episode has so much value in store for you. Prepare to walk away from this chat feeling brave and inspired to continue walking through your own individual artistic journey and follow your path of self-exploration. And with that, let's get into the show. Okay, hi Nisha. So I'm Johanna. Um, I am an artist. You could classify me under abstract expressionism because my work like to a visual eye comes across as abstract but it's very much about the expression of my inner thoughts, feelings and emotions. Um, and I, I make art for as like as a visual reminder for other, I make my art for women but a lot of my art, funny enough, is bought by men, which is quite funny as well. That is but interesting. I my art, yeah, I make my art for women um, as a visual reminder. Um, I often refer to my pieces as like a lighthouse in a, an internal storm um, to kind of pull them back to their senses, if you like, and to remind them of how far they've come how far they want to go and also that they're exactly where they need to be in order to do the work to get to where they want to go um to get to kind of that clarification of what my art is all about has taken me a long time um of inner work my own inner work as well um and every creative cycle because you know creativity comes in cycles i'm always um refining my voice as an artist, refining my message, refining my story, and hoping that with each piece, um, things come across clearer. So um, if you look at my work as well, my titles are quite poignant with regards to, you know, who my work is for and what my work is about. And um, it's very much aimed at women whose life is full of pieces and who, um, I don't like the term juggling, but as like women and mothers um, particularly, we do spin a lot of plates, whether we want to or mean to or try not to. Um, it's just the nature of 
the lives we lead. I've spent a lot of time, um, uh, how do you say, like letting go and life decluttering physically, mentally, um, people, um, objects, to get down to the place where I kind of know the things that really matter to me. And so my energy then goes to those things. Um, and at the moment, like, as I said to you before we started recording, I'm learning all the time in the sense that the whole point of everything of finding your voice really is about creating your own life as opposed to, you know, life creating you. And um, at the moment, I'm in a stage where I'm being asked to learn once again and more deeper the fact that, you know, I'm heading towards this goal. I'm trying to create this life. And even though I'm showing up as an artist and a mother and a wife, um, at the moment, my energy is not going towards being an artist, but it's all, you know, part of the story. Um, and I think as artists and mothers, often we kind of get frustrated or we feel like we're not getting anywhere with our creativity or our art because our energy is being pulled to being a mother or being, um, at the moment, a lot of my energy was to being... Um, a daughter-in-law, um, because my, my parents-in-law have been unwell. Um, and, you know, we get kind of sometimes a bit frustrated that we haven't picked up a, a, a paintbrush or that we haven't written anything or, you know, made our sculptures, whatever it is we do, creativity. But in the end, um, when you're creative and you're an artist, it's just who you are, you know, and on all these bits of your life, it comes out in the art eventually. Yeah, it's it's so interesting to hear you talk because, you know, you talk about a lot about this process of self-discovery, but based on like even just your response of, you know, tell me a little bit about who you are, you it, you seem to have it so clear, so so figured out, you know? And I yeah. think that mm -hmm, go, it go is ahead. It's funny though because um I come I it's it's funny to hear you say that as well that I come across so clear because yes I've really worked out like kind of what my work is about and who I'm striving to be. I'm very clear about who I'm striving to be. Mm -hmm. But don't um take that clearness um and translate that into me being zero self-doubt or confident, if that makes sense. And I think as well where my story has like kind of come resonated maybe with some people is that I'm very honest about the struggles I faced during that kind of striving to um, create this clarity or striving to kind of um, create this life that I want. Um, and I've really struggled for many years with uh, self-doubt and lack of confidence. Um, and that really goes back to my childhood and then the fact as well that I was separated from my brushes I think for the best part I think it was about 20 years wow you know? so even to kind of say that I'm an artist that's taken me a lot of work um and there's not a day goes by where I don't doubt myself or um but because I'm more trying now I've kind of done a lot of work I'm trying to put the energy into who I'm trying to be as opposed to who I was you know, and I'm really kind of trying to let my present self um, grow into the person that I'm, you know, and, and even the life, it's, it, it's like hard to say, oh, you know, I'm going to be this person, but you have to kind of create the life that goes with it.
you know? It's really interesting too, because, you know, doing this podcast, I want to say this is like the fourth or fifth um, interview that I've done. And, you know, there's this constant theme, like with creatives where I feel like um, at some point, you know, there's been a separation between like the artist and the art and how that's like transpired when you come back to your work. And I think like, you know, I was even talking, I I had interviewed um, a painter, Sarah Schroeder, and she was saying, you know, that just like how you right now, I know you're working on landscaping your house and that that's a huge project for you. And so it's really taking you away from your work. And she was talking about um, putting together her website and so how that really took her away from her work. But what's interesting is you sort of have to disconnect from it in order to set up the building blocks to, you know, be able to now have a website that you can feature your work on or for in your case, have a beautiful patio that you can then go and paint on and be inspired exactly. to be at. So I, exactly. I, you've literally kind of said the line when you say you're building the foundations and I actually, I can't remember if we've spoken about it, but I, I wrote an ebook during um, lockdown yes. and it's very much that it's about building this particular ebook is about building foundations of your online art business. But my philosophy of creating my life, it's all been about foundations. And it's funny because it's kind of a lot of analogies because I'm actually a trained interior architect oh, wow. as a, as an interior architect, but, um, so much of this work is very much about getting those foundations right. And that's why I'm always preaching about routine and structure. And it's sometimes, you know, it's so anti what people see an artist being, you know, yeah. oh, but artists don't, they don't have structure. They don't have, you know, organization. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I didn't have those things in my life, I just wouldn't be able to create the life that I want, you know, and, and, and routine has been, huge for my healing as well. Mm -hmm. um, kind of we spoke in the chat before, I, I've had a lot of health problems, um, mentally, physically. Um, and if and those routines that I have in my day, they're very simple things, you know, it's just literally like, you know, if I'm going to really boil it down, it's just things like the making of the beds, the food is a big thing for us in our house. It's a big thing, eating proper whole food. Um, you know, and people see on my stories, my green juices in the afternoon, you know, just the certain things, uh, daily habits that really keep me on track. And, um, but they're magic because they really do kind of keep me centered because um, maybe people relate when they've had a certain story or they have a certain life, which is always kind of throwing swerveballs at them. If you have those guides, you know, they're literally like ropes in place you can easily come back to your center and be like, okay, I've had like a really rough day, a rough week, a rough month, but I'm on track still. Yeah. You know, I, it's so interesting that you say that because I am so curious about other people's morning routines specifically. Yeah. Um, I think it's so interesting that, you know, you can have somebody that literally has zero structure and in that chaos, there's still sort of some kind of a routine that they do. And then, yeah. you know, take it all the way to the other end where there's some people who wake up at six on the dot, have their coffee, have their water, have their green juice. I mean, you can yes. get like really, really um, yeah. layered and detailed with it. Is there something like, I know you talk about green juice and food. Is there, is there a morning routine that you stick to every single day or do you have more okay. of like a creative routine? Okay. You know what? Uh, you've touched on a good subject as well because I'm actually a trained health coach as well with the School of uh, Integrative uh, Nutrition. And 
then um, obviously when I was doing that training and you know through social media and things like that I, I came across a lot of people um, who had like really ingrained morning routines and sometimes I'd be like oh my god what is this morning routine there's no way I have a baby I have a you know non-sleeper there's no way I can get up early that you know so first of all the one thing I would say is it has to be your morning routine exactly, um, and it has to be realistic. Any kind of change you make in your life has to be sustainable if it's going to last. Right. So, um, and I learned that the hard way often, you know, because you kind of, when you are starting on your journey of self-discovery or you're starting on a new career, whatever it is you're doing new, you're looking outwards for examples, which is great because that's the way we learn. But ultimately, if this thing is going to last and it's going to be sustainable for you, you have to bring it on home and you have to stick inwards and you have to be really, really honest with yourself. No matter how much you maybe want to do this thing every day, if it's not going to fly, you know, if it's not going to really naturally become, you know, go from a new habit, then you've got to have that discipline. It doesn't just come. You have to be disciplined. And then if it just becomes something you do every day, you know, um, a lot. me personally, my morning routine and really up, I have two children. I have one who's seven and 11. So a lot of it goes around them. Um, obviously with lockdown, everything, it's been all over the place, but my morning routine is literally, I get up. Um, I'm always the first up in our house. I unload the dishwasher. We have a full, you know, we always have good breakfast. We're not kind of those grab and go and coffee. We always have like a whole food breakfast. Um, we're getting dressed, the kids go, my, my husband often takes my daughter to school and then I have like my chores routine. I make the beds, I put a laundry on or I fold laundry, um, I clear down the apartment and then I'm ready to start work or I go, I often go to the chiropractor in the morning and that's it. You know, it's not complicated stuff. I do not meditate in the morning. I don't, you know, I do I would like eventually to get to the stage where, you know, when my kids are older and I can get up earlier, you know, because I actually enjoy if I've gone to bed earlier, I like that time in the morning, but I'm not there yet. And I yeah. have to be realistic about, you know, what, what my body can tolerate. Yeah. You know, you share something that's so like, that has really connected me to you as an artist is that like, I always struggle to kind of find a balance between what I share in my personal life and what I share like in my creative process and journey. Yes. And I think you do such a good job of like blending the two and really sharing like your struggles and getting vulnerable. Like, you know, you can be super frustrated folding laundry and not having time to create and you share that. And I think that that's such a cool thing that you're able to really like give the, you know, the highs and lows, the ups and the downs. And I know that we touched a little bit on, um, you know, self-doubt. And I think that you're very like exercised in being vulnerable. Can you talk a little bit about like where that came from or, you know, why talking yeah. out loud about self-doubt is so important to you and your yeah, work? It's so, yeah. Do you know what? It's important to me. I don't know if I'm going to verbalize it properly, but it's, even as you talk about it, mm -hmm. I have a funny feeling in my chest and my stomach here because it's something I'm really passionate about. Be purely, you know why? Because I suffered so much. I suffered mm -hmm. so much in my life. Um, with like lack of confidence or lack of not knowing um and it's hard for me because there's certain things that you can't talk about like certain like up, things about your upbringing or whatever it's hard it's not even it's just not correct certain things to talk about i don't think on social media but i've always kind of said you know 
certain things weren't right and that I've had to come through that and I've had to um, overcome them and a lot live, live with them because there's certain things that still go on, you know, and every day it can be a battle sometimes, especially when things are going on or things happen. Um, and it purely, I'm, I'm very vocal about it because um, it's become really important to me to be honest about it. One, I guess, because um, I see people, I know people who suffer but they don't say anything and they suffer in silence because they think like, oh, it's just me or, oh no, we can't talk about that. Or, you know, that, that's one thing that's important to me. But it's also about my personal journey of healing that if I cannot show up in the world as me, fully me, then I'm not doing it right, if that makes sense as well. Mm-hmm. And I've, because I grew up feeling like I just couldn't be me, it was wrong to be me, you know, like um, I've written about this in blog posts where this is just one thing where my dad said, you know, you, you, you can't be an artist. You can't, you know, you're not going to make any career out of being an artist. And when he said that, it was like, you can't be you mm-hmm. because being an artist is just who I am. It's not something mm-hmm. I do. So when someone yeah. says to you, you know, don't, don't do that thing you do. It's like, well, don't be yourself. You're not, you're not right to be in this world, you know? And that really, and I didn't realize at the time, but that really blocked me for years and years. And I just was like, well, who am I then? And it took me so long to understand who I was because you're like, well, I knew that's who I was when I was younger, you know? And then I had to go through all this, this, I mean, it was awful. It was so painful. And it started when my son was born I had a very traumatic birth um, and I always like say, you know, I think that it just cracked me open that, you know, and, it, and I went through a whole process, but it, I mean, and that's why I talk about it as well, because it was so painful and so difficult um, that I think you need to tell that. And I think you knew when I had my podcast as well, you know, and I used to interview these women about similar stories and everything. And, um, and it was so healing for both sides to be able to actually say, well, me too, or, you know, and, and, but a lot of it is truly for me just being, that's all what it's been about. It's just being myself and being authentic and being able to show up, show up, you know, as I am in the world, you know, and that's why I've even struggled. You know, I struggle to put pictures of me on my Instagram or, you know, I'm getting more and more used to it as I kind of find my way. And you mentioned that we're like doing the works on the house and the house was a huge thing for me um, because it was finally a home. It was a home where I could grow roots. And um, I was born in the countryside and we've lived, um, Monaco is a beautiful place, but we've been living apartment in the town and it's just not my energy level, you know? Mm -hmm. So now we're back in the countryside and everything and it just, your environment is so important as well. And I, I'm a hugely, hugely privileged because we could do it. But we've worked many, many, many years to get to where we are now, you know. And that's another thing. I think you have to show the hard work and you have to show the failures because they're not really failures. They're just learning curves and they're, you know, they're, they're obstacles to help you to learn how to get over the next one or, you know. Yeah, it's it's so interesting like listening to you talk about all the different sort of facets of your life from your childhood to your home to your routine to your work and like you know even having your dad say that you know that you wouldn't be able to make a successful career out of being an artist and it just seems like everything is so interwoven. I I think that there's sometimes people who create 
art and then there's artists. And I think that it's just so clear, like talking to you that, you know, everything is so connected and has formed you and brought you to this place that you're at today. Um, And like one of the things, you know, you mentioned your blog. One of the things that I like love about you and your work um, is that you write these sort of really intricate captions and they're very well thought out and super inspiring. And I actually want to read one um, that you wrote on June 10th. You said, your voice matters. As artists, we don't just share our voices, but a piece of our own story. And it leaves us feeling vulnerable. A lot of the creative process is to discover and uncover who you are, mastering your own self-identity, not only as an artist, but also as an individual. When we share our work with our outer world, we are saying out loud, this is me. When you hang your art, when you hang our art on your walls, you are saying out loud, this is who I see myself as. Can you talk yes. a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, because it's a bit like what I was talking about earlier, what my art is, you know, and my art is a visual reminder. Okay, so I work a lot for my own personal goal thing. I'm a very visual person, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with... Um, uh, what do you call it? like uh, mood boards, but like mm-hmm. for gold, you know, and that every year I, I, I have this board and I put on, you know, things that I want to realize and um, things that I want in my life. And every year it gets more refined and more refined and more refined. And um, basically my art, when I create my art, it's like that same function for the viewer, you know, and really the people who buy my art they're connecting with the name of the art or the story behind it i very rarely have people come to me i just love the way this looks and i'm going to buy it it's very much for what's going into it and obviously they like it visually otherwise you know you you don't really want that hanging in your home (laughs) Um, but my the purpose of my work because i think as an artist it's really important to get over that self-doubt, to have a purpose for your work. I've written about this before as well, because if you work with purpose, you've got that energy and you've got that drive and you're like, this piece is for this reason and it's going to serve this purpose, you know? Whereas if you just go in and you're just making something, yes, it might be really visually pretty, but more often than not, you're going to go, oh, well, actually, is it? Is the colors okay? Is this piece okay? Does it look okay? Is anyone going to like this? Whereas if you're like, you know what? With my art, I'm serving in a certain way. You know, we all want to be useful as human beings. I don't know many people who are just like, you know, I just want to go through my day. It's really rewarding to be a human being and serve use. And often as artists, this is another thing that often people message me about, um, you know, well, I don't, I don't really know. I don't feel like I'm contributing to the world by being an artist, you know, so they don't start or they don't, you know, they just kind of do it as part time, whereas really that, you know, they're amazing artists. And, um, you know, when you, when you can do that inner work and you, as you say, you can connect it with the work you're doing, um, and where you want that art to go, because if like I've said as well, if you don't, um, if you want to sell your art, you have to be selling it to someone. You know, right. does that make sense? Yes. Um, it's like, uh, uh, I don't know how to describe it another way, but it's like anyone who wants to sell something, they have somebody they want to sell it to. Right. You know, it's the same with art. It really matters to me that my art goes to the right people. Mm-hmm. 
of course, it's wonderful to sell or whatever you sell, it's fantastic. But when I know that my art is going to the person and it's going to serve them, that's a whole other level of satisfaction at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I'm saying um, my art is, um, you know, who I want to be for the, you know, the viewer, that's reminding them it's like you have this inner power, you, you are there, you're doing the work, you know, that's basically what my art is for, it's to be on the wall, it's bold, it's structured, um, yes, it can be like unbalanced or it's pieces, you know, but they're doing the work, they're in it, and each piece, as I said, it's named um, in its encouragement, you know, and that's what it's all about. It's really, really cool. You know, you, what, what you, I love your work. First of all, you're, you're, it's gorgeous. I mean, everything is bold and bright. And like you said, like watching the different pieces sort of fit into each other or, I mean, you, you create these like shapes. Can you talk us about us a little bit about like the process of, do you sketch something out first? I I know you talk about purpose, which is so cool, but do you have a process from start to finish that you're working with? Completely. I do. So, um, um, yeah, I'm happy to explain that. So um, basically, when I'm sending this message to people, ultimately, the, the overriding feeling you want them to feel is ease. No, mm. you know, when you've got these doubts, you've got this inner anguish, you're stressed, you're overwhelmed, you're just searching for ease. Mm. Over peace, even, it's just ease. And um, so my whole artistic process starts with me sitting um eyes closed i take a piece of paper i take like a charcoal pencil and i just let the pencil flow over the paper so i do it's called a blind drawing and then the drawings probably last like uh, 20 30 seconds mm-hmm. and then i take um and i'll probably do like 10 15 drawings at once and then i'll take the ones that really talk to me and um I scan them into my computer and then I abstract certain shapes from these drawings and then I'll make different compositions with them. So I either do that on the computer or I'll print them off a bigger scale and I'll trace because I love working with tracing paper and then I'll just make new compositions. So all these pieces are basically flown, uh, you know, flowed from me feeling ease and then I'm going to work out like um, sometimes it will come to me before and I'm like, yes, I really want to do a piece piece about you know x subjects or x encouragement um or the piece will start to come together and i'll be like okay what do i want this to say you know and slowly with the colors and everything i'll work it out but it all literally comes that first step is from the goes in as the ease then you've got this whole like big you know washing machine cycle <laughs> and it comes at the other end with the main purpose of creating ease in the home of the person who's looking at it. That's really cool. I, I love that. I mean, I think like it's interesting. Some of your pieces are more complicated and some are a little bit simpler. And I think no matter yes. which style um, you definitely like they evoke an emotion in you. And I think it, it, it is happiness and it does feel easy. And it's, yeah. it was something that you said earlier um, was interesting to me that you create for women and you definitely have, um, you know, a purpose and a specific intention in mind around, um, you know, what you're gifting that woman, but yet a lot of your buyers are men. Yes. What, do you know what that's about or have you thought about that or? Um, I think some of the pieces I sell, because I sell um, directly, I sell through Instagram, I sell through Pinterest, I sell some face-to-face, 
but I also sell through um, a not well, obviously I've got my website, but then I sell through um, Saatchi Online, which is an online gallery. And I guess some of the people who view my work on there, they don't take time to look at the story. They're just literally looking at it for the visual aspect. And then maybe they look up the story afterwards. Um, and invariably, these people have been men, you know? So, um, uh, or the men have been wearing for the women. Okay. Well. Uh -huh. That's the other thing. That's so interesting. I, you, you're talking about selling on different platforms. Um, yes. You know, I think that you've done like so much evolution. It's so like fascinating to talk to you about, you know, your artistic journey. Is there something that you've learned about the business side? I mean, I know that that's the whole other half of the puzzle, right? So yeah. you're selling on yeah. all these different platforms. Is there something that you would want to share? I know you mentioned before when we had chatted, not feeling like a part of the art art industry, yes. which I feel like can feel like a really clunky word. Um, but is there something that you want to share about like the business side of it or what that's yeah. like for you? Yeah. Um, okay. There's two things. First of all, I just wanted to very quickly, there's two things. Um, going back to what you were saying, um, was it Sarah who was talking to you about? So you yeah. have that time when you were be like, if there is people like kind of artists who perhaps listen to this and they, ha you know, they're kind of starting or they want to get into it or they want to sell their art online, be very clear from the beginning that being an artist and working in this way online, um, you have to really divide and organize your time. So you're making art, but then you're also selling your art and marketing your art, you know? And I, as you say, I've made zero secret of the fact that I do not see myself as being in the art world. I actually had somebody email me after my newsletter last week and she was like, but Johanna, how does this all this work when the art world has been turned on its head? And you know, and I was like, well, same thing. I've never made a secret of being in that one. I think the whole world is turned on its head right now. And you know, telling your story is more relevant than ever now because everyone's destabilized and um if you're going to have something in your home or you're going to spend money which you know we don't know where the next money is coming from you're going to spend it with somebody who's going to bring you on home as opposed to just fancy you know whatever frivolous buying as well um so with regards to the business it's been loads of trial and error um one thing for sure is consistency you know and i've always never made a secret of that that I struggle with consistency purely because of um this whole life thing going on um but then I'm kind of starting to realize especially over recent weeks is that this irregularity for me is consistent you know so um we've talked so much about cycles so the creative cycles the you know uh, our menstrual cycles with creativity then there's the cycles of self-discovery you know we've got all these cycles going on and they're not always interlinking you know, they don't always coincide which is really hard so you have to give yourself a break sometimes so when it comes to the business you know sometimes you're going to be spending like in lockdown I spent like the first few weeks no paintbrushes at all it was all on the computer and I found it really difficult because I'm not a huge computer person you know I don't like spending time in front of the screen but I knew I needed to do the work. And that's where, again, the discipline comes in, you know? I think if you wanna be a successful artist, especially online, you have to be disciplined. I mean, maybe that's just my path, 
you know, and I put, I might have had it more difficult than other artists or that's just the way I work. Um, and as I said before, earlier when we were chatting, it's about building the foundations. So try and get advice or research so that you get it right first. Like I, I just didn't understand enough about being online or, you know, selling online. And I made loads of kind of, you know, rookie errors or um, I didn't do things right first time around. So I had to do them again and again and again. But also, this is, these are the kind of things that ultimately, they, they're the things that give you the experience. They give you the knowledge and they give you the expertise that then you can share or you choose to do whatever you want with. Because it's, sometimes it's just, it's not as fulfilling if you just go to A to Z straight away you know and I think mm -hmm. like you know with your business you if, if it, as much as we struggle at certain times and we just literally want to take the laptop and throw it out or we're like oh why isn't this product selling or why isn't you know it's so rewarding when you do get it right mm -hmm. and it's rewarding to understand all the different parts of your business like now like I've been doing everything on my own for years um but then so many things change in my personal life and I reached out to um, a, a lady I met called Melanie, um, and she's been helping me um, with uh, some things on Pinterest, and she's been helping me with some things on my blog, and just some kind of things about the way the internet works that I just didn't understand. And I think when you reach a certain level, it's okay to be like, you know what, um, I need someone to teach me more about this, or you know, once you learn more and you know what you have to learn more of, because I've obviously, like everyone else, I spent money on courses, which you know, in the end, yeah, I learned something, but it probably wasn't the thing that I needed to learn, and that's why I put loads in my ebook as well. You know, I wrote this ebook because when I was trying to, to learn how to sell art online, I hardly found anything, you know, it was really hard for me, or I found information from artists. Who artists who mm -hmm. then just became coaches, mm -hmm. and I was like, well, how can you mm -hmm. be a true artist and sell your art online and give up making art? I just didn't get it. I was like, you know, I want to make art and sell art, but I'd also like to be able to help other people. You know? Yeah, you're you're teaching by doing. I think you know the whole. It's 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 just the interesting to me to have conversations with so many different types of women from different ages to being a mom to being just graduated from school to London to Paris to Monaco like just all these yeah. different places and the thing that seems to be consistent from um, the artists who have more experience is consistency and that's yes. something that everybody touches on and I think like when I started Ola Guapa I talked about it before where it's like I was so curious. I struggled, like you say, to um, sell the art. And I think that my purpose was lost. I think that I was getting all jumbled up in figuring out how to turn art into a business versus just creating or, like you say, finding a way to serve, um, you know, who, whoever my audience would be. And that's what sort of sparked Ola Guapa is I, I was trying to extract sort of like this secret sauce or this secret recipe from all the women who I thought had it figured out. And at the yeah. end of the day, you know, what comes back to me every single time is that word consistency. Hmm. But I think you've just, if you, if we rewind that like about five seconds, you've also said this, the thing which is really important is that, um, we all have a unique purpose to serve in the world. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the secret sauce mm -hmm. over everything because it really is about aligning your 
personal journey with your, especially when we're like this and we, you're working for ourselves, we're creators, with your creative and artistic journey and, you know, trying to align those things so that as a person, we're able to show up 100% ourselves. And as an artist, we're able to say, well, this is who I am and this is what I do and this is what my art's all about. And, and then you get up in the morning, you're like, I can just be me and I can make my work and I'm putting something good into the world at the same time. So we're abolishing that awful thing of being an artist, which is, you know, people, you know, that we're, you know, artists, it's always just being this thing of, um, it's indulgent or it's, you know, or, or we're not, you know, I have, it's a stigma thing, you know, mm -hmm. and, it, and it's not true because there's so many creative people now who really go with purpose, but they're struggling because they haven't found their voice clearly enough yet. Or, mm -hmm. you know, that purpose that, 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 the service that they're giving people isn't clear enough yet, you know, and that's why I struggled for years as well because I, but it was in me. I knew all the time, and I was like, when I put it to words, I was like, well, yeah, of course that's what it is, you know. I don't know about you, but I was like, well, yeah, of course that's what I'm doing. But I was like, and so I was like, why didn't I say that before, you know? So and it, and it's just so nice. And now when I start new projects or new paintings, I'm like, this is what it's all about, you know. And it helps you make your decisions. It's like. Uh, you know, and, and I wanted to go back as well, because you were saying about consistency and everything. Um, when you mentioned before about me telling my story and everything's interwoven, mm -hmm. this is very much the thing of how deep you go into your journey of discovery as well, that everything's connected. So, um, and it's funny, because I was talking to my chiropractor um, last week, and she was telling me the story about someone who kind of was like, oh, that's it, I've got the final piece of my puzzle, and everything's going to be amazing now. Okay, so... This journey of self-discovery is all about gathering all the pieces of the puzzle, but there is no final piece. That's what we have to, that's what acceptance is all about, you know? So, um, and I was in that kind of frame of mind for a long time. I was like, okay, I've got another piece. That's the final piece. That's it. You know, because you kind of, it's so hard to go through. It can be excruciating at times and so like, I don't know, moral destroying. And, um, but if you're willing to do that work, it becomes like just who you are. I don't know about you because I'm not sure exactly like how kind of deep you've gone into the journey, but it's, if you can keep going with it, your work, your life, you know, everything interwaves. And that's how you start creating your life because you understand the different facets of who you are, who you were, who you want to be, who you are now, what you want in your life, what you don't want in your life. It makes making boundaries so much easier. Um, it makes just showing up how you, you know, want to in the world. And I'm, I'm actually like, I always say to people, it's funny, it's like when you ask it into you, I'm like, well, I'm really boring, you know, because it's like my life is just like day to day. I'm just like, you know, I just, I, I wouldn't class my life as like anything to kind of like broadcast, but it's the work that goes into that, you know, that people are kind of wanting to understand, like, how do you get to the point where you are able to be at ease with the fact that you're doing the work as well you know because at the beginning when you get on this train it's a big mess and it's mm -hmm. you know and it plays with your mind and you think I'm never going to get there but when you get to the point in your story where you're on this train and you're rolling with it that's when it gets really interesting you know, because yeah. you know things are changing. You know there's going to be ups and downs. You know there's another cycle coming. Um, you know that at times you're going to be more open 
um, to information, when you're going to be contracting, when you can give energy, you know, and that's for me when you really kind of live in your life, you know, in that, in that way. Yeah, I think it's such a huge takeaway, you know, that you talk about these cycles because it's so true. I mean, you there's periods of time where you feel super energized and very on purpose and you feel like, okay, I have arrived. Like if I could just live here forever, like in this yeah. state, then then I've got it figured out. Yeah. I have it mastered in, in a yeah. sense, you know? And then yeah. another cycle comes and next thing you know, like a few weeks later or a month months later, you have self-doubt. You don't know what you're doing. You think you're doing everything wrong. You can't figure it out. It's just, you know, yeah. these waves. And I think it's really important to share and talk about that because Yes. If you go through it and I go through it, I mean, everybody goes through it. And, and I think it's important, you know, especially in, in the age of Instagram and Pinterest and you're sort of curating these feeds that feel very flawless and perfect. And, um, I think it's, it's a really fascinating topic to me, um, you know, to talk about the ups and downs and and more often, you know, the downs. (laughs) And I agree because I have a real problem with people who are not real, you know, mm-hmm. I find it really hard because I try, uh, like even my, you know, my personal life to show up. My my husband often says, like, you know, like, I don't think you should be talking about that, or you know, <laughs> I think you should. Like, I'm like, well, that's just who I am. That's mm-hmm. like, you know, that's how I feel. Some days I just, you know, I'm very open about times which I've had really difficult times. I'm very open with people if I'm struggling. I just say, you know, I'm having a really hard time at the moment things going on you know and I, and I find it really difficult when I know that somebody is struggling or suffering and they're just like everything's fine I just mm-hmm. there's something about my upbringing or I don't know what it is that I I just want people to be like real with me as well because I'm and then I'm like okay well that allows the other person to show up as they are as well you know and quite often then I'll get people like really open up to me which sometimes is actually quite hard because you're like okay I'm dealing like with a lot of energy right now so um but it's 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 part of it I think people you know you 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 mirror you get mirrored you know you'll see with the podcast it's like you've already said everyone I've interviewed there's always a common thread and that was the Mm -hmm. same with me when I had my podcast I did like I think almost 50 interviews wow and all these women it was a common thread of some you know it was they were all doing different things as you say different countries different backgrounds and I think that's it's going to be a really nice journey for you as well Mm -hmm. as creative because there's something very healing about when you talk to people and you can connect with them and you have these common stories because I don't know, it's just really, um, it's a spiritual thing in a way because it's really, um, the universe is kind of ask, you know, showing up to say, you know, I've been listening to your inner thoughts and your spoken words and these are the people, you know, who are going to bring something else. It's really interesting. It is. It, it definitely is. You know, you think that, I think that, you know, by doing this podcast, like I'm sharing your voices with, uh, the Olaguapa community, but in turn, it's really funny how much I learn from it. And that's why I push and promote it so much because just having these few conversations, even, I mean, it's taking the conversations and the connections that I've made sort of cultivating this community over the past two years to a whole nother level. And it's like, yeah. what, if I'm learning so much, I, I think everybody else can learn so much. Yeah. So that's your, that's your purpose at the moment. You're serving your community and that's really nice that you're able to, because you're, you're, 
the people you've asked to do the podcast as well, you know, you, you understand there's a feeling, there's an intuition that these women are going to be the ones who are going to help your community as well. And that's when it's really nice. You're sending some really good energy out there as well. I love it. <laughs> it's been so nice chatting with you. You too. It's actually really nice to talk with like another creative and talk about other things. I know, isn't it? Yeah. For me, it's always interesting when you can like, you know, you're in your head all day often working oh, alone crazy. as a creative. And when you verbalize something, it's like that sounded different coming out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I, as I said to you, I'm not really good at self-promotion, but I will just say that if anyone in the community kind of, if something I've said resonates with them and they want to talk about it more um, or they're like, you know what, I'm really struggling with this thing or um, there's something about my business I'm just not understanding. If there's anyone, you know, who wants to, to do that, feel free to reach out to me either on my Instagram or DM me, you know, or, or email me. Um, I would say that I always try my best to get back to you and help in the way I can. Um, um, that please, you know, feel free to, to, to share the community because that's something that's really important to me with my work as well. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Joanna Rossi. I hope you gained as much value and inspiration from her story as I did. If you love what you heard, please make sure you rate and review this episode on Apple Music and or Spotify. It really helps to spread episodes like this one to other creatives looking for their daily dose of inspiration, and I would be forever grateful. But before we go, if you haven't already, make sure you head over to olaguapa.com to check out this month's collection of guapa gals, including a new collection of feminine floral party dangles and graphic tees you don't want to miss out on. So head over to olaguapa.com and discover your new favorite female-owned and artist-made brands today. With that, have a beautiful week, guapas, and as always, sending you tons and tons of inspiration and lots and lots of love.